privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. My first grader was behind in reading, and this program has made a huge difference. She's now reading above grade level. I use it for my kids nightly reading for school. We love it, and it's super easy and quick to do. My kid, who just turned four years old and has been using the program since January of this year, can now read. Thank you so much, Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word KID to 323232 right now. It's fast and easy. Text KID to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text the word KID to 323232. Text KID to 323232. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about SIMULTV.com. SIMULTV.com. Welcome to Mission Evolution Radio Show with Gwilda Wiaka bringing together today's leading experts to uncover ever-deepening spiritual truths and the latest scientific developments in support of the evolution of humankind. For more information on Mission Evolution Radio with Wilda Wiaka, visit www.missionevolution.org. And now, here's the host of Mission Evolution, Miss Gwilda Wiaka. Hello, dear friends, and welcome back to Mission Evolution Radio Show, where we share the latest information and leading-edge thoughts to support the path to unity and enlightenment. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. This hour, we'll be exploring evolution through the application of spiritual law. Spirit, or spiritual law, is often seen as relating to religion and the moral dictates to be found there. However, spirit, or the unseen powers of the universe, came along long before human religion. All religions, before they became dogmatic and applied to control the masses, were methods and rituals used to access spirit and translate it into our daily lives. By accessing and cooperating with spiritual law, we can align with the way life works, empowering our ability to manifest. The process is often seen as magic, as we're working in the unseen realms, but there's really nothing magical about it. Working with spiritual law operates on solid, reliable principles found in every aspect of the natural world. How can we learn to cooperate with spiritual law? Is there a way to empower our intent through the laws of nature in order to manifest our dreams? What stands between us and our ability to do so? With us to explore the application of spiritual law is Jim Phillips. Jim is the author of The Key to Life, Living in Full Expression, and From Inspiration to Intention. He's a life strategist, speaker, and business coach. For over 30 years, he's been inspiring others to higher levels of achievement and understanding through his strategy sessions, coaching, writing, and presentations. His passion is the exploration and application of spiritual law as it applies to prosperity and overall quality of life. His website, livinginfullexpression.com. Jim, thanks for joining us on Mission Evolution. How are you? Thank you for having me. What's your educational background, Jim? I'm a graduate of James Madison University, and my degree from there is in business administration and marketing. Absolutely nothing to do with what we're going to talk about. So how did you become interested in the application of spiritual law? As, as long as I can remember, there's always been this desire on my part to better understand who I am and why I'm here. 
And I think within that, it's also looking at why certain people are successful using the whatever definition of success one wants to use, why they're successful, and other people who are living in the same world, maybe under similar circumstances, are not having quite the same success. And, and really just trying to understand that and then apply that to my own life as I continue to move through my life and, and create and experience certain things, have my own successes, as, as, if you will. So it's really just been that whole process of, of looking at myself, understanding my life as it relates to life in general. Would you mind defining spiritual laws? We'll be speaking about it here today. Yeah, I think this, I, there's so many definitions that people give to it, and I, I just think it's those those natural laws, if you will, that regardless whether we are aware of them or not, are operating behind the scenes. And the one that I think people are most familiar with would just be the law of attraction. And to me, that's quite frankly, it's it's the the law of cause and effect. That when something happens, there's going to be something else that would happen as a result of that, and that has to do with with frequencies in terms of the the frequency of a particular uh, item or idea or a person and we will just uh, pull towards ourselves things that are of equal frequency to what we are and and that's really the way that the the law of attraction works but just get back to your question in general that the universal laws are just those things that are operating behind the scenes that help us live and do and be who we are and once we become more aware of them and we tap into them intentionally, and I use that word intentionally, intentionally, because as I said, these laws are in effect whether we're aware of them or not, or whether we pay attention to them. But when we're intentional about it, we see their effect much more readily, and I think to a much higher degree. Where'd you learn about these principles? Through my life, just reading, but reading also. I'm not going to say that it, I just understood it. I've, I've done a lot of reading. I know a lot of people who have worked in and dealt with different areas of spirituality and also looking at the different universal laws and just coming to my own, own understanding of what they are, what they mean, how they might apply to me, how they have applied to me, quite frankly, in terms of some of the things that I've already experienced in my life. And it's curious. It's just being curious about life. And I think that's one of the things that if I could suggest that people do, it's just to become more curious, just always question things and not question it because there's doubt, just question it because you're curious. You want to know more. You want to better understand what this thing we call life is all about and what role we each play in that life. What does spiritual law have to do with religion? Hmm. That's a good question. My first thought, and I'll always go with that is absolutely nothing mm. because to me the, the the whole idea of religion and as you mentioned in your introduction there religion is man-made that's not something that was here that's something that we created i do believe that it was created for the most part to create a couple of things one community to allow people to come together and share ideas and information but i also believe it was a, a control mechanism where way back in time, that was the way that the governments were involved and were able to control the masses through their, through their beliefs. And stories have come out of the different religions and people have bought into those stories and how they live their lives based on those stories, whether they're true or not. It just is what that particular religion might be about. And I just think the spiritual laws, again, as you mentioned in your opening, they, were, they have always been, always will be. There's nothing we're going to do to stop them or to control them but we can tap into it and take better advantage of it so that our lives are unfolding the way that we truly desire them to unfold. Kind of like finding the sweet spot on the wave. Absolutely. That's a, that's a really good analogy. I think that's, that's really true. You say that through working with spiritual law, we can experience more of who we truly are. What do you mean by that? Well, I'll, I'll get to what I have come to understand as the purpose of life. And when I say that, I don't mean my life purpose. I don't mean your life purpose. It's not about any particular person, but it's about why are any of us here? And this came to me during one of my early morning walks. And it's a time that I've come to call being immersed in the silence of the dawn, which is just a very quiet time. It's typically dark out. It's 530 or so in the morning. And I'm just very connected to spirit source. And it, 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 
it's a time that I can ask questions. I get responses. And typically it's about a situation I might be engaged in. It could be a question that I have that I, I really need an answer to, or it could just be I'm walking and all of a sudden some thought will, will come to mind that will be profound and that I can apply to my own life. Now, I'm going to have to ask you to ask me the question again, because as I was going through that, my mind went totally off on something else. It's okay. So I apologize for that. I was, I I was, I was enjoying that walk. <laughs> yeah, well, I get kind of connected when we're having these conversations, so I kind of lost what you had said. It's okay. I said, you say that working through spiritual law, we can experience more of who we truly are. What do you mean by yes. that? Okay. So I was getting to my definition of the purpose of, of life. And the, the definition I got, again, this came through one of my morning walks, is that it's the progressive realization of the tr truth. And I've, I've looked at that. I've played with it. I've tried to find something that wouldn't apply. And yet it always comes back to that, that we are here always seeking the truth. And the truth is, you know, the truth, the ultimate truth, the absolute. What does all of this mean? But then it's also the truth of, of who am I? Who am I as, as, excuse me, who am I as Jim Phillips in this physical body living this life? What is my reason for being here? And there has to be a reason here, otherwise I wouldn't be here. And it's the same with everybody. So the, the, the whole idea of always seeking the truth I think is what keeps me going. It, it's what causes me to be curious, as I mentioned earlier. It's what causes me to constantly question certain things, question what I do, why I did it, why this happened as a result of that. And, and constantly expanding on that, that information, that understanding, and certainly the experiences that I believe I'm here to have. So it's more coming in tune with um the true nature of your interrelatedness with all that is? Yeah, it's, it's understanding that, that everything is related, everything is connected, everything, if I use the word God, or if somebody doesn't like that word, they can use spirit, the universe, life, it, it doesn't really matter, but whatever, whatever that ultimate force or source is for people, it's recognizing that that, that is who we are, and that in physical form, that what we are here to do, and this just gets to our life purpose, is to allow that which we are, which is the divine, in my opinion, which is to allow that which we are to be fully experienced and expressed through us and as us. So is that, there's a real interconnectedness about that. Are we like puzzle pieces and each express a little differently when we're standing in our true nature? Yeah, each one of us is a is a different expression of the divine. Collectively, we are the divine. It's you know the 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 analogy or the metaphor that's used all the time is a drop of the ocean, a drop of water out of the ocean. While we can hold it and it's independent of the ocean, while it's in our hand, it is still a part of the ocean. And when you put it back in the ocean, you can't tell where that drop was. Mm -hmm. And yet, it's the same thing. So if we want to look at the we're going to have to pick up on the drop of water in the ocean on the other side of a commercial break. Jim and I will return shortly, so don't go away. You're listening to the Mission Evolution Radio Show, coming to you on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, 
and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, X-Zone Radio TV. For more information on the X-Zone Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.xzoneradiotv.com or www.xzonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by shaman worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. back. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. To stay abreast of all the wonderful information and tools we have to offer, visit our website, missionevolution.org. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka, and our special guest this hour is Jim Phillips. His website, livinginmindfulexpression.com. Jim, we were talking about when does a raindrop cease to be a raindrop and be part of the ocean, or was it always just a big piece of the ocean with an attitude? Uh, well, I'm sure that we could say that that probably is the case, that a raindrop was a part of the ocean and it was an attitude and it falls back to the ocean. You know, it's really looking at, you were asking about the, the pieces of the puzzle with regard to who we are uh, with regard to the whole. And we can look at the, the whole of humanity as the ocean, if you will. And each one of us is a part of that. Each one of us is a unique part of that. And the whole of humanity isn't complete unless each one of us are here participating in it the way that we have been given to participate in it, uh, how we intend to participate in it. Because I do believe a lot of what we do is certainly by choice. I believe we're here by choice. I believe we, we have different experiences that we are here to create for the fulfillment of our soul's purpose. And those are all parts of that piece of puzzle, pieces of the puzzle. And it's not complete until all of us are complete. It's a pretty fascinating process, isn't it? It, it is evolutionary. Yeah, it is. It's it's. But but one of the things that I believe, and I've 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 challenged certain statements that I hear on this, where it's been said that the Earth plane is a school, and yet I've heard those same people say that that we come here forgetting all that we already knew. Well, my feeling is that if we already knew it, that it's not a member a matter of learning it. It's really a matter of remembering. It. And I think that we, we go through this process of remembering all of this information that we know or the experience of who we are. We do it through the experiences that are created specifically for that purpose. And, and we're given certain opportunities during life. We can choose to do something or not to do something. And yet each choice that we make is going to bring to us an experience that allows us to further explore and experience and express the truth of who we are. And, and that's the evolutionary part, I guess we could say, from what you just said, is that we are evolving to, 
we're actually, well, we're evolving to the truth of who we are. We already know who we are. So we're not, we're not in essence evolving into something that we're not. You can't become something that you're not. So we already are this divine being who is living here in human form. We have forgotten who we are. We go through the experiences of life to remember who we are. And we eventually evolve to that full understanding once again. You know, it seems most people are dissatisfied with the status quo, always seeking more. It's kind of part of the consumer mentality. But what are most people really looking for? In the in the life strategy and life coaching work that I do, I always ask people that question, what is it you want? And one of the responses I get first and foremost is that people have had good lives. They've had their certain challenges and and successes. They've had illnesses. They've had all these things that have happened that have become a part of their lives. And yet they'll say, hey, there's got to be more. And that more is always, in my opinion, something our soul has yet to experience that it is here to experience through us. And with the work that I do, it's about helping people get to that, whatever that is that needs to be explored, experienced and expressed. Now we can say it's the passion that we have for something. So it would be a matter of exploring that, allowing that to now be our expression in the world, be the experiences that we're creating. But I still get back to the original uh, definition that I have for the purpose of life. And that is, it's always about continuing to seek the truth. Because no matter what we've experienced, we've only experienced to the, to the degree that we allow ourselves to experience something. There's always something grander that we can move into. And, and quite frankly, when, it, when it's about us as individuals, it's about stepping further and further into our magnificence and allowing that magnificence that we are to create even grander experiences for us. It, it, and maybe that's an evolutionary part of it as well, where we're always evolving into a greater experience and expression of our true self. What's it mean to live in full expression? Well, the, the title of my book is The Key to Life, Living in Full Expression. So first and foremost, the word life is the acronym for living in full expression. So again, that just gets back to the whole idea of why are we here? And, and that's our life purpose. The purpose of life is the progressive realization of the truth. Our life purpose is to live in full expression of that truth. So living in full expression is as we gain a greater understanding of the truth of who we are, incorporating that, integrating that into how we live, how we are being in this world, how we interact with other people, choices we make, everything we do, it's living from that truth. It's also about being truthful to ourselves because we lie to ourselves more than we lie to anybody else. We deny our full expression, number one, because we have limiting beliefs like I'm not good enough, I don't have enough of this. I don't have enough of that. I'm not worthy of it. I don't, whatever, whatever a limiting belief somebody might have. So we deny ourselves that full expression by, by telling ourselves that we just can't do it. it. It's not something for us. It's for other people. So living in full expression is getting all that stuff out of the way, living from our truth as fully and completely as we possibly can, but also recognizing that as we live in full expression, there's still more that can be created and and experience and express through us and as us. You know, it seems like uh, we identify, and, and that locks us in place, with everything except what we are, like our occupations, our gender, our race, um, our education. How do we break out of that identity trap enough to actually come into true expression? Yeah, it's interesting you use it. Because I, I just wrote something on misidentification, and that's the term that I use for the fact that we don't really realize who we are. And we do identify with all of these material things. We have labels, we have roles we play, we have a certain house, a certain kind of car, that becomes who we are, the way we dress, and that becomes the way other people perceive us. But the question I would always ask is, if all that stuff was taken away from you, what remains? And what remains is still the same entity that was there with all the stuff, but now without that stuff. It doesn't change who the person is. Now, it might change that person's perspective of themselves, and it might change the perspective other people have of them, but it's we're now down to our core. We're down to our true essence. We're down to, to what it really means to be who we are. And I think that as we go through life, the more that we can 
we can detach from all of these things. And it doesn't mean we don't have those things, the material things. It doesn't mean we don't enjoy them. It just means that we don't allow that to become how we identify with the world or how we have people identify with us. I can be this this very spiritual person. I can live my life in full expression and live from the truth as much as I possibly can, but I can also have that stuff. But that doesn't become how I express in the world. I go around telling people how much money I have. I don't go around bragging about a title I might have. I'm just me. And the fact that I have that is just as a result of being here on the earth plane, where there is an, an abundance of absolutely everything that anybody would want. Doesn't um, changing our relationship to the things that we have identified with in the past help us sort and discern what we really want to carry around and what's just burdensome? Yeah, and I, but I, yes, I agree with that. And I, it is burdensome. And I think the, the big burden, though, is we become too attached to comparing ourselves to other people people. And we can look at other people whose lives appear to be much better than ours, only from an outward appearance. There is no way that any of us can know what somebody else is going through, what they have gone through, or what might be on the horizon for them, any more than they can know that about us. And if we can let go of what we perceive to be who that person is and what they're all about and understand that their life is their life, our life, my life is my life, I'm going to have my own experiences, my own situations. And realize that all this other stuff that's happening is it, it, it's not important and i guess well i guess it gets down to what's your perspective of life do, what do you believe your reason for being here is or, or any person and what do you believe your reason for being here if, if a person believes their reason for being here is to collect as much stuff as they can then they're going to always identify with that if they get to a point in life and i think this is where more and more people are getting and that is that the material stuff doesn't really matter it's nice it, it's fun. It, it gives us certain advantages in life, but it's not going to give us the fulfillment that our soul desires in its reason for being here, to live, live through us and as us. What do you think the largest thing is that prevents us from knowing ourselves and living in full expression? Distrust, and it's distrust in ourselves. If you think about this, and and in, in a lot of the in a lot of the workshops that I've done, I will ask people what one thing could they change that would totally change the way their life unfolds or the way they live life. And I've had a couple of people be a real smart smart aleck, and one guy said, "If I murdered my neighbor, that would change my life." Yes, that's true. That would change your life in a very profound way, but that's not what I'm talking about. But the answer to the question is, if you trusted yourself, your life would change profoundly. Profoundly, because you, you you wouldn't question all the things that you do. You would trust that you're making the best decision. And when you when you trust that you're going to make the best decision, you're more than likely going to attempt other things that you might not otherwise attempt. And it doesn't mean you're always going to have the the grand result. It just means that you're going forward in life, understanding that, number one, you will always be given everything that you need to do what it is you're intended to do. And there's a quote around that that I'll share with you in a minute. But it really is about trusting that, trusting the process of life, trusting that life will always give to us everything that we need, everything that we ask for. Well, we're going to have to take another pause and pick up on the other side with this. Jim and I will return to our discussion on the other side of this break, so you stay right there. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show. We're coming to you on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? 
The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God, and finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Welcome back. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show. MissionEvolution.org, bringing leading-edge information supporting the path to enlightenment. I'm your host, Kulda Wiecka, and we're speaking with Jim Phelps. His website, livinginfullexpression.com. Jim, you were talking about trusting yourself. Would you mind continuing with that? Yes, the, the whole idea of, of trusting ourselves, and that, that really is accepting ourselves as we are, recognizing that... We wouldn't be here in physical form if we didn't have a reason for being here that were relevant. And, and I think those are the questions that we have. It's, it's why am I here? Am I relevant? What do I have to offer? Uh, what is my purpose? And, and of course, that's one of the things that people are looking for as they move further and further into life is that what is my life's purpose if they feel that they really haven't found it? And I think what, what trust means to me at least, it's about trusting in that whole process, trusting that life is giving to you already, whether you recognize it or not. Everything that your soul needs to be able to experience and express itself in the way that it intended to when it came through you and as you in, in physical form. And then it's, it's, it's trusting in spirit. It's trusting in the universal laws. It's trusting in, in just the whole uh, idea that the the purpose for all of us being here is that progressive realization of the truth and that everything we do, every choice we make, in fact, is going to lead us to another experience or another opportunity for an experience that provides an opportunity for us to further explore and express the truth of who we are. And then we continuously build on that and trusting that is the process of life. You know, I've noticed uh, over the years in different places that I've been that one thing that seems to be really lacking in the human condition is understanding of the way things work, understanding of spiritual law. How can we learn to cooperate with spiritual law if we don't understand it? And how can we learn to understand it? Wow. You ask really, really deep questions here. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought I'd keep you on your toes. Oh, yeah. Thank you. What, what first popped into my mind, and this was another word that I was given during my walk, again, questioning some things that I was experiencing. And it's also one of the seven key strategies that I think is, is necessary for life mastery. And when I use the word life mastery, it's living in full expression mastery. And the word is faith. Now, faith, we'll get back to faith as it relates to trust also, because when we, when we look at the word faith, we can say that, okay, well, faith is about trust. Faith is also about, if you're religious, it's about your religion. What is your faith? It is such and such. But it's also getting back to the idea of trust, recognizing, knowing, really, knowing to a certain degree that whatever it is that we anticipate is, in fact, going to happen. Now, your question is, how do we cooperate with spirit? How do we how do we work with universal laws and have those experiences that we want to have or have whatever 
we're trying to create actually come to fruition. So the word faith comes to play. You got to have faith in, in the process, as I said. You got to trust it. You got to trust yourself. But the biggest part of that is, and the word faith is the acronym for fully allow it to happen. And basically, what that means is do what you can to the best of your ability and then get out of the way. And it's when we demonstrate that faith, when we demonstrate that we are capable of and are willing to do what is necessary for us to achieve an experience, whatever it is we're trying to achieve an experience, we're giving notice to the universe that we're all in. And when we give notice to the universe that we're all in, the universe does what the universe is compelled to do. It does the rest of the work. It gives us all, all that we need. It, it supports us whenever we might feel down. It uplifts us whenever we might feel down. It will provide the people, the resources, everything we need to create and, and eventually have the experience we're trying to create. And so to me, that's the best way to cooperate. Number one, understand and trust that it is possible that it is working on your behalf, that those universal laws are working on your behalf. None of them work against us. It's our perception they work against us because things don't turn out the way that we want them to. But it's because we're in the way. We're doubting it. We're not trusting it. So, so to me, it, it really is. Just get out of the way. So act as if it's so and it will become? I, I think that to a certain extent, I, th I think that's true. Although there's a lot of people that will say you can fake it till you make it. And I, I don't necessarily buy into that fully because if you're faking it till you make it, there's a certain amount of doubt that you have as to whether or not it's actually going to happen. And if there's any degree of doubt, you're in the way. It would be much better off just being totally neutral, not being overly pos or, uh, optimistic or not being doubtful or overly doubtful. It's just about, about let me see, that gets back to the whole word of trust. If you just trust that this is the way it is and you accept that and you operate from that, you're going to find everything you, everybody will find everything they need in life is going to be presented to them. Now, we've got to keep in mind that we don't control the outcome. We can make decisions based on what we hold is true. But what we can't do is we don't choose the consequence. We, we, we get all the information that we can possibly get. We have our beliefs, and it's against our beliefs that we make choices. We can take action against that. But once we take that action, whatever happens afterwards is out of our control. So the idea is that the more we hold thoughts, hold beliefs, and take action, actions that are consistent with what it is that we want to achieve and create, the greater the, the chance that it's going to happen, because now we're fully believing it, we're fully engaged, we are sending the, the, the signal to the universe, I'm all in, then the universe is compelled, it has no other choice, it is compelled to support us. And that's the whole partnership. That's the whole collaboration of us with the universe. Can working with spiritual law be misused, imposing it on someone else? I'm going to give you a real short answer. In my opinion, no, because I don't think that I'm just going to say no, I don't because I don't I don't the universal laws are not laws that are to be used against any one person. I don't think they can be manipulated. I think the idea of it can be manipulated where somebody can use it and say that if you do this, this is what's going to happen. And they can perhaps convince somebody that if they don't do it, this universal law is going to come into uh, effect and take you down or do whatever it is. But I think the universal law in and of itself and it's absolute. No, we don't control it whatsoever. Sounds like there's checks and balances in, in place that takes care of that. Yeah, it's all about the truth. Mm -hmm. it, it, to me, it really boils down to the truth. And and quite frankly, that's why we hear the phrase all the time, the truth shall, sh shall, hmm, the truth shall set you free. And if, 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 we tr if we truly understood and accepted, and, and that's, that's the big part of it, if we truly understood and accepted who we are, and what this whole idea of life is, we would be totally free. We wouldn't, we wouldn't be concerned about what other people say, what other people do. We wouldn't be concerned about what other people have that perhaps we don't have. We wouldn't be concerned about somebody else's success versus what we feel might be uh, our lack of success or, or a failure. None of it would matter. 
we would understand that the truth is we are here to seek the truth. We're here to better understand who we are, who we are in the whole uh, concept and idea of life. And when we let go of that, it is perhaps the, the most freeing thing that we can possibly experience. I have a program that I put together that's called From Feardom to Freedom. And it, it, the subtitle of it is Journey of the Soul. And it's about the whole, the, the whole fear process that we all become engaged in in life. When we're born into the world, I think pure and innocent. I don't think there's anything that, that we bring into this world with us that is going to be fearful or negative or anything like that. But we are programmed. We have the experiences of it. We have people tell us certain things. And as we continue to grow and mature, we accept these things as truth whether they're true or not. And it doesn't matter if something that we believe is true, we give it the power by saying it's true and then acting from that. You know, one thing I love about watching children is that childlike wonder and that total trust and that curiosity. If I push this button, what's going to come out the other side? But totally in just wonder and curiosity rather than locked down. So, you know, be as little children comes to mind, doesn't it? Yes, and that is one of the things that we, we, we could all benefit from, and that is looking at the world through the childlike wonder. Now, the reason we don't is because we're too concerned with what somebody else might say. Now, you talked about a, a child pushing a button to see what's going to happen. Well, adults, or let's just say older people, are not going to push that button now, maybe they'll do it if they're by themselves, but they're not going to push that button if there is a chance that something could happen that would embarrass them. So we have this thought that that this is somehow going to define me, that people are going to say something about me that would be negative or this could happen or that could happen. A child just pushes the button. And that's the way we need to live life. And I, and I don't mean that by I don't mean to intend that we shouldn't that we shouldn't. Um, protect ourselves. I mean, it's not about doing something stupid for the sake of doing it stupid, but it's about allowing ourselves to live in full expression, to enjoy life fully, to have the experiences that I believe that we're here to experience without all this baggage we carry that really prevents us from living from our truth, from understanding how magnificent we truly are mm -hmm. and allowing that to be what's experienced and expressed in the world. And and the other part of that is, and this is getting off track a little bit, but it just it just came to my awareness, and that is that, Wilda, if you are living in full expression, if you are being true to you, if you're living as your divine being, and I observe it, or anyone else observes it, and they see how wonderful your life is, they see how happy you are, they see how joy-filled you are, people are going to say, I want that. So now you just living in full expression of your truth, not doing anything intentional to help somebody, but just being you, you're, you're giving other people permission that it's okay. You can do the same thing. We're going to have to do the same thing again on the other side of a quick break. Jim and I will be back shortly, so don't leave us now. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. You have heard of the Exxon? Now watch it on Simul TV plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like Exxon, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Oh. 
they are here and they've been here for thousands of years making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, Simultv.com, Simultv.com. What's Simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a Simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. SIMULTV.com. Welcome back. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show, bringing together gifted people of service to the world. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. I always love to hear from my listeners. You can email me at info at missionevolution.org and suggest a topic or a guest that's on your mind. I'm sure we'll all enjoy them. Our special guest this hour is Jim Phillips. His website, livinginfullexpression.com. Jim, is there a way to empower our intent through the laws of nature in order to manifest our dreams? Yes. And the reason I paused because I was I was just thinking about walking through the woods. And that's where I connect most to nature. I talked about my early morning walks, but it's also about getting out more into nature deliberately, whether it's walking by a stream or a river, going to the ocean, going into the woods, connecting with the trees, the birds, any any animals, whatever might be there. And I think that there is a, a, a power that we can tap into by being engaged with nature in that way. I know that when I'm engaged with nature that way, it opens me up even more to information that I might receive that would be a benefit to me personally to begin with. And then I can always utilize it in helping other people to whatever extent that I feel that the information might be beneficial to people. So yeah, the answer to your question is absolutely. I think there 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 is a a deep connection that we already have with nature. And we even talk about human nature. You know, what does that really mean? It's just that aspect of us is connected to all other things in terms of our our being in human form, but still being of the same essence, of the same source, of the same energy that everything else on the planet is made from. So it's it's engaging with that, connecting to that, tapping into the wisdom that's within all of those things, too. So it sounds like spiritual law is reflected within natural law. Yes, I, I honestly would say that it's it's one and the same. I think that the, the what we see in natural law is spiritual law coming through whatever that particular thing might be, whether it's an animal, whether it's a rock, whether it's a tree, it doesn't really matter. I think that it's it's all part and parcel, the same energy. Yeah, you know, all your shamanic cultures and indigenous cultures drew on that very thing to get their information. Right, and and relied on animal totems and uh, looked at different animals as messengers in terms of what this particular uh, bird might mean or this particular animal, this particular interaction with an animal out of nature or you know, whatever it is that, that might come. That's absolutely true. And I think that's where we could benefit in in our society and our culture right now 
by getting back to nature and understanding that it is always providing us feedback. And if we don't pay attention to it, we're missing a huge part of who we are, but we're also missing an opportunity to make change that needs to be changed. And I think, you know, we can look at what's happening on the planet right now with regard to climate change as an example of that and all the different things that are happening in different parts of the world. We can look to the United States right now and the fires that have occurred on an unfortunately increasingly alarming basis and flooding and hurricanes. I mean, all of that to me is the connection of all of us to that energy. And it's, it's, um, it's something that we just need to become more aware of, take guidance from and start making better decisions based on that information we're getting from it. Is it important to re-examine our beliefs and intentions before backing them of spiritual law? I think it's always important to to question our beliefs. I, I've never thought about it in the context of, of backing it with spiritual law, because to me, it's not something that I feel that we have to do um, intentionally. What I think we have to do is just question who we are, what we're doing, why we're here. Does it resonate with the truth of who we are? And we all know that through our our. Uh, our gut, that's the easiest way to say it, because we all know that we have this gut reaction when certain things happen. We know if it's good or we know if it's bad. We just don't pay attention to it. So I think that if we're operating from our truth, we are in alignment with with spirit law or spiritual laws or laws of nature. I think it's all working in the background on our behalf. And the more that we can get in alignment with it, the I'm going to say the easier life is, but not easier because difficult things aren't going to happen, but easier because we better understand the why behind everything that happens. Doesn't that give us the ability to transmute what might be difficult into something that's more beneficial? Our experience of it. Yes, I think it. I think anything that happens to us is going to present an opportunity for us to gain some benefit. And an example that I, I use with my clients is every one of us will go through a very difficult situation in life, many difficult situations for that matter. And while we're in the midst of it, we're struggling with it. it it's terrible. We don't want to be where we are. We certainly don't want to be having the experience. But if we're asked after we've moved through it about the experience, we typically will say, well, you know, that was terrible. I wouldn't want to do that again, but it was a blessing in disguise. And we recognize that once we get on the other side of the experience, that we are a different person. In most cases, we're a better person. And by that, I mean, we're better in terms of our understanding of life. We're, we're better because of the benefit it gave us of, of knowing truly how powerful we are, because we were able to overcome whatever life presented to us. But I also want to say that, that we're not presented anything that we can't handle. We see other people who, who are given challenges in life that seem insurmountable to us, and we're not given that challenge because that's not something that our, our soul feels it needs to experience to gain whatever our soul is here to, to gain. But, but it was presented to that person going through the experience because it was a benefit to them. We're gonna have our own experiences that other people are gonna look at and say, my God, I'm glad that didn't happen to me. You know, as, as I've been listening to you for close to this last hour, um, it seems like part of what you're saying here is that we're approaching life backwards. We're identified with what we're not and trying to make life work for us versus becoming what we're designed to be and working with life. How can we start to turn that around? I think the first thing is just an awareness, an, an awareness of the thoughts and beliefs we hold that have held us back to this point, that have prevented us from better understanding who we are. I think that the more that we gained that awareness, the more opportunities we're gonna see that are presented to us to move beyond whatever thoughts and belief we have held is true, that to that point were true to us because we held them as true, but we realize now they're not. And then it's just about receiving that truth and, and readjusting our thoughts, readjusting our perspective of life, understanding that really everything that happens in life 
is not happening to us. It's not it's not happening to prevent us from uh, gaining whatever we can gain. It's all being done to benefit us as we continue to grow and expand and then ultimately experience and express the truth of who we are, which is a divine being here in human form. Jim, what impact do you hope to have on others? The main, the main thing, quite honestly, is just to help people think, perhaps, first of all, think, and then think more clearly. Detach from the thoughts and beliefs and suggestions and assumptions that other people throw out there that we attach to without thinking through it. And then we accept it as being true. And now we start making decisions and taking actions against that information because we now hold it as true. Something interesting to think about, and, and that is that as we as we make decisions and subsequently take actions, we're taking it against what we hold is true. What if what we hold is true is not true? What if during our whole lives we've been making decisions against information we held is true that was not true? So now how far from the truth are we? How far off track are we from what is possible for each one of us? What's the key point you'd really like to share with our listeners? It, it, it's, it's, I'll, I'll give it to you in a, in a phrase that's a couple of sentences. And that is that, that we are, and I want people to understand this, and I want them to accept this as a truth, because it, it, it is as true as anything that I've ever held as being true. I've seen nothing that would deny it as being truth. Now, some people may say it's not true because of their experiences, but I'm just going to throw it out there. And that is that we are more powerful than we believe ourselves to be. We're more powerful than we give ourselves permission to be. And all we have to do is give ourselves permission. Why do you think we're afraid of that power? Responsibility. It's it's far greater than we want to acknowledge. It's 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 one of the reasons why some people don't go after really big uh, achievements because once they've achieved that they've now set a standard for themselves that they feel they have to uphold from that point forward, and there's a huge responsibility that we take on when we reach a certain level, and I think it just scares people. It it, it is daunting. <laughs> That's a fact. You know, when when you look at the the potential we really have, it's daunting. Um, it's just been wonderful working with you. Do you have uh, like a five second thing to say or? Just thank you. I, I, I always appreciate the opportunity to share the information that I've been given. I, I do hope it's a benefit to people. As I said, I hope people would just start to think, open your hearts, open your minds, realize that just because somebody says something is true doesn't make it true. And just because well, you believe something is true doesn't make it true either. So just be open to it. Thank you so much for being on the show. Our guest this hour has been Jim, Jim Phelps, author of A Key to Life, Living in Full Expression, and From Inspiration to Intention, his website, livinginfullexpression.com. This has been Mission Evolution Radio Show with Gwilda Wiecka on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Join us next time as the mission continues, bringing information, resources, and support to an evolving world. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. 
Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon. UFOs are real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today.